0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is believed. The St. Louis Cardinals have signed relief pitcher Kenyon Middleton to their bullpen to bolster that. Where does the Cardinals' bullpen stack up now? How does the Corbin-Burns trade affect the NL Central going forward? And is this the St. Louis Cardinals' version of going all-in to compete for a World Series All of that and much, much more on this episode of the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. The Cardinals have signed relief pitcher Kenyon Middleton to a one-year deal, and this is... Another move in a a series of moves that have been aimed at bolstering a bullpen that really was the victim of the starting pitching not going deep into games. And hopefully the Cardinals, and it's smart, I think, and I'll give John Mosela credit. They've gone about this in a way that hasn't costed them a lot of money. This is just a one-year deal for Kenyon Middleton with the option for a second year in 2025. And uh, Kittridge, that that trade trading away Palacios, Richie Palacios, not a trade that uh, costs you a lot of uh, of capital uh, for for a relatively you know older prospect in Palacios. The in in both of these moves, I mean, you look at what Middleton was able to do last year with the White Sox and then with the Yankees, very impressive. He he struggled in twenty twenty two through twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two you look at the numbers and they're not that great but something clicked in 2023 and something really clicked when he was traded to the Yankees 1.88 ERA in 12 games 14 and a third innings pitched 17 strikeouts in that time with an ERA plus of 235 I mean that's off the charts good and even with the White Sox in 2023 3.96 ERA 39 games Uh, pitch, 36 and a third innings and 47 strikeouts. So this is a guy who's going to come in and be able to strike people out. And he's not going to be the focal point of the bullpen. I mean, now the Cardinals bullpen, if you really take a close look at it, it's Ryan Helsley. But are you super dependent on Ryan Helsley? Because No, because Kittritz can probably come in and save some games for you if need be. Or Middleton. Middleton has that potential. Jojo Romero's a nice piece in the bullpen, but he's not a setup guy anymore. He's more of a middle reliever. Giovanni Gallegos, same story. You're not going to be over-reliant on a Giovanni Gallegos in the bullpen. Now there's a lot more depth, and I haven't even mentioned names like Andre Palante, John King, Ryan Fernandez, who they selected in the Rule 5 draft, who all have major league experience. And now you really see the pieces of this team coming together and we'll talk more about it later in the show but is this the cardinals going all in doing what they can to bolster what they believe is a really good baseball team that really was was the victim of very very bad starting pitching last year and therefore everything collapsed right the starting pitching collapsed the bullpen collapsed and then the offense it didn't help that the offense was streaky and inconsistent as well but that's going to happen at the major league level so that that was to be expected right that some games that the cardinals aren't going to score as many runs as other games but but the point is that this is another good signing from john moze this is a shrewd move to get another veteran a 30 year old arm in the bullpen with experience coming off one of the best years of his career if not the best and it, hes it's not like you're relying on him to be even a setup guy, right? Because you have Helsley and Kittrich who's going to pitch later in games. Gallegos is probably going to pitch some seventh and eighth innings. Romero could do that as well, more of a middle reliever. But Middleton is is probably sometimes going to be a setup guy. Other times, he's going to be a middle relief guy. And that, that's a perfect role for somebody like him. Somebody, And, and he's going to be a guy who can strike people out. I think it's a very shrewd move to bolster a bullpen very, very cheaply as well. And now I'd like to talk about, you know, how to the center. I want to shift a little bit. So just to just to recap that point, the Cardinals bullpen is bolstered because of Kenyon Middleton. I think it's a good move. This Cardinals bullpen now, I think, is slightly above average. I think it could be a really good bullpen. Helsley has the potential to be really really good at the back end get a lot of saves for the cardinals but now i kind of w- i want to talk about the corbin burns move and what it means for the nl central because to me this is the brewer saying we are now entering a rebuild because when i broke down the nl central when i broke down the odds uh, on our last episode that the the cubs and the cardinals were favorites to win the nl central I said the Brewers could be feisty because we all know who's at the top end of that rotation, right? Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta had a really good year last year. But now Corbin Burns is going to be pitching for the Baltimore Orioles. And the Orioles received Corbin Burns, who does only have a year left on his deal. But the Brewers received a left-handed pitcher by the name of D.L. Hall, who was the Orioles' number six overall prospect. And he was number 93 in the top 100 prospects according to Baseball America, and Joey Ortiz, a shortstop who's also 25 years old and was the number seven prospect in the Orioles system. And uh, without looking into this too far, I would guess those are players that were either blocked because these are both older prospects that I'm assuming are going, going to have an impact for the Milwaukee Brewers in 2024. The Brewers also received a supplemental draft pick, the 30, 34th overall pick in the 2024 supplemental draft. So they get a pick at the back end of the first round as well to help bolster uh, their prospects. And I just on the surface of this of this move, I think, wow. I mean, Corbin Burns has been a very solid pitcher for a long time, and it feels like the Orioles got a great deal here for a team that really needed some starting pitching help. I mean, they lost Kyle Gibson and they have a ton of a ton of prospects. They're backloaded with prospects and this was a good way to unload some of those prospects and fill a need at the same time. And, but I think so it's I think it's an obvious move for a team like the Orioles and it's a fantastic move for them and I'm assuming that they plan on working something out with Corbin Corbin Burns in an, an extension. But for the Milwaukee Brewers I thought the Milwaukee Brewers really could make make a shot at the NL Central. I think they, I thought they were a, a, a decent dark horse to really be an annoying team and win some close games and hang in there in the NL Central. And now this is the Brewers waving the white flag and saying, "Yeah, we're going to get out ahead of this thing. We're going to trade away our best pitcher, maybe our best player on the team, and get what we get some prospects for him. Get some." get some guys that we feel can contribute in 2024. And and maybe that is their plan. Maybe they're thinking we're a better team. We have a better shot with these prospects by also moving on from a a guy that we're probably not going to extend anyway, but it opens the door for the Cubs and the Cardinals and potentially the Reds making the NL central, a three team race as far as I'm concerned, because I don't think Pittsburgh has a chance. They're doing some nice things but they're still far ways away. And now the Brewers are without their best pitcher, potentially their best player as they've traded him to the Orioles. So I think it opens the door for the Cubs and the Cardinals. And really as a Cardinals fan, you look, you look around at what the the Cubs have done and yeah, sure. They signed Hector Neris, right? They, they brought in Craig council, but the Cubs as your primary adversary within the division. Now, along with the reds, they really haven't done much this offseason. And looking at their lineup, I, I prefer the St. Louis Cardinals lineup. Looking at their starting pitching, you can say the Cubs' starting pitching is better. I think it is. They signed Shota and Monaga, right? They still have Justin Steele. Jordan Wicks looks like a really good, really good young pitcher in their in their starting rotation. And, and Kyle Hendricks and Jamison Talion, you know, Kyle Hendricks is ste- steady Eddie. And Talion needs to bounce back for them and they're banking on it. But you you look at both teams, you stack up both teams now and it's very 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 close. In a, in an off season where I thought the Cardinals were going to be in some serious trouble trying to get some starting pitching, right? And they were they were able to do that and it might not have been what we thought it was going to be, but what what I what I pointed out in previous episodes is perhaps we as Cardinal fans need to adjust our barometers a little bit when it comes to the St. Louis Cardinals making moves, when it comes to who we know owns the team, Bill DeWitt. As long as Bill DeWitt is going to own this team, the Cardinals are going to take a measured approach. The Cardinals are going to be patient and diligent. They're not going to make the splashy move signing Yamamoto. They're never going to be in on a big Time contract like that, so perhaps we should just throw those expectations out the door. Even though it is frustrating, because the Cardinals are the number ten valued franchise in Major League Baseball, they're worth two point five five billion dollars. Even though they've made money year after year after year, stacking the the stadium with three million plus fans, even even though all of those things happen, we know who the Cardinals are and. For We can either accept that or we can continue to be frustrated and upset that they aren't signing the players that we think they, that they should sign. Because when we come back from the break, and we're going to take a short break, hear from our sponsor. When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about this concept of the Cardinals going all in. And I, I believe this is the version of the Cardinals going all in. And I'll break down the moves they've made and compare them to some other teams within the division and if you were in those team spot like if you were, you were if you're a Cubs fan today if you're a Brewers fan if you're a Reds fan how do how does what your team how does what your team has done compared to what the Cardinals have done and which team is really trying to win this thing cuz i could make a really solid case that the St. Louis Cardinals have done more than all of these other teams to try to get back to the playoffs and try to get back on top in the central division. But we'll talk more about that after this quick word from our sponsors. We are back on the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We're going to be covering the Cardinals all season long, all the way through spring training. We 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 are here for you for your Cardinals news, for your ca- Cardinals content. And I want to talk about this notion of going all in. And I want to talk about it from the perspective of the NL Central. And I also want to talk about it briefly to start from the perspective of Major League Baseball, because really, outside of the Yankees training for Juan Soto, the Dodgers doing what they've done, bringing in Shohei Otani, they're the obvious example, right? They're the best combination of we're going to build a great farm system, which they, they have done. And we're also going to bring in superstar players to try to win a world series. The Los Angeles Dodgers are the gold standard. They're the best of both worlds. They're not, they they have all the money and they've done a great job developing prospects. I believe everybody should strive to build a, a fantastic farm system and promote their major league club as well. I think the Dodgers should be, should be commended for that, but also they're they're spending a ton of money on these players and these contracts are ridiculous. So they're willing to go above and beyond to bring in the free agents that they believe can help them not only win a World Series, but I'm assuming attract a lot of fans because Shohei Otani, Yamamoto, they are going. There's no doubt they're and they just brought back Clayton Kershaw, which I assume is a fan favorite. I'm sure he's one of, one of these players that a lot of people have Clayton Kershaw jerseys. So they're bringing in all of these superstar players to sell tickets to try to make it to a world series. And then you look at some other teams, right? You look at the Chicago Cubs and what they've done. We've talked about that. Sure. They've done some nice things. They've signed Shoda Amonaga. They have brought in Hector Neris, but and they've made a trade for Michael Bush, the prospect from uh, the Dodgers who right now, if the season started today, would be their starting first baseman. Outside of that, I mean, they, they st- there's still rumors out there about Cody Bellinger, and I, I believe Cody Bellinger fits best with, with the Chicago Cubs, and maybe if they can't agree to a long-term deal, maybe he comes back on another one-year deal, but I doubt it because Scott Boris is his agent. But you start to look at this Cubs team, and you stack it up against the Cardinals team, minus Cody Bellinger, and you're in that Chicago media market that's a way bigger market than St. Louis, you're kind of going, okay, well, in in a year where we think we can win the NL Central, why haven't we made more moves? Because that's what I would be thinking if I was a Cubs fan. If I'm a Reds fan, I'm I'm happy with where we are. I'm happy with what we've done, but I still don't know if our team's better than the St. Louis Cardinals. And you know that the Cardinals have... historically you know they've they've spent more money than the reds and they are spending more money than the reds and you're really banking on hunter green and graham ashcraft to have bounce back seasons in in that starting rotation sure you brought in uh heimer candelario you signed frankie montas right you did you've done some nice things they brought in nick martinez as a free agent he's going to be at the back back half of their starting rotation and, and, and now Milwaukee, Milwaukee's trading Corbin Burns, or they have traded, traded away Cor- Corbin Burns. And so when you start to stack up all these moves, I think there's two questions that we have to ask. Number one, is this the St. Louis Cardinals version of going all in to win a World Series, or at least to make it back to the playoffs? And you could make a strong argument, and I'm going to make the argument that the answer is yes. This is their version of doing that, and we might not like it. We might not agree. We might think you need another starting pitcher. We need to get Jordan Montgomery in here, and I agree with that. I think that could only help. And I and I think relying on Steven Matz to to be the number five in the rotation and a bounce back year from Lance Lynn, it's risky, but it's less risky than what they went into last year with. And they've bolstered the bullpen, so this team is better than last year's team. It is, and. The card knowing that the Cardinals are never going to spend up big for a free agent, they've signed Sonny Gray. They did that very early on, three-year deal could be four-year deal, seventy-five million dollars. Great move. They signed Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn for their starting rotation. They bring in they they make the trade for Kittredge. They sign Middleton and they and they've brought in you know the Ryan is of the world. They've they've bolstered their their prospects a little bit by bringing in other pitchers to their prospect pool. They brought in Matt Carpenter, which we've talked about that. It, it feels like that's another play at Nostalgia, but that we've talked about that on the program. I, the, who has done more in the NL Central than the Cardinals? I don't think anybody has. And you look at the lineup that the Cardinals can throw out there day in and day out. Now with Dylan Carlson on the bench and Matt Carpenter on the bench and Ivan Herrera as your backup catcher. It's an Alec Burleson. I, I mean, your, your starting lineup is Brendan Donovan, Paul Goldschmidt, Lars Neupar, Nolan Arnato, Wilson Contreras, Nolan Gorman, Jordan Walker, Tommy Edman, and Mason Wynn. You have two of the most exciting young players in baseball at the back end of your lineup. And oh, by the way, Mason Wynn can play killer defense and he's going to be the opening day starting shortstop. The Cardinals, the Cardinals should right now should be the favorite to win the NL Central. Just stacking their team up against these other teams. Sure. Do they have the best starting pitching in the division? No, they don't. But is their bullpen pretty good now? Yeah, it is. Is their lineup going to be, could be out of this world good if Jordan Walker takes another step forward? If Wilson Contreras continues to hit the way he hit last year? If Nolan Gorman can t- continue to progress? If Lars Newtbar can stay held? I mean, And even if one or two or multiple of those things don't happen, they still have Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado in the middle of that lineup. It's a good lineup. It's to me, I think it could be top five. It's for sure top 10 in in Major League Baseball. It's an elite offensive group they have. And they're starting to figure out the positions as well. You know, Mason Wynn is going to play shortstop. Jordan Walker is going to play right field. Brendan Donovan's probably going to play second base. Tommy Evans going to play center field. Now people are going to have legitimate, solidified roles, which is a criticism I had last year. It felt like players were playing all over the place. So in my mind, this is the St. Louis Cardinals going all in. This is their version of doing that. If you asked John Moselock, he'd probably say, we've made a lot of moves. Yeah, have we? Have, have those moves, moves been flashy outside of signing Sonny Gray? No, they haven't been. But have we done... Everything we could within our means, within what our ownership group is going to allow us allow us to spend to make to to put the best possible team on the field. I think I think this is their version of going all in, and I think this is the new, what we need to get used to as Cardinals fans. As frustrating as that might be, because I'm st- I'm sitting here still saying you need to go get Jordan Montgomery. He's still sitting out there. We need to go get him because he is not only does he know what the Cardinal way is all about, right? Not only does he know what that that is all about, but he's really good and he's a solid pitcher and he's proven he has proven playoff experience. And, he, and it's the move you can make. I know you're going to spend a little bit more than you want to probably, but it's the move that you can make to really put your stamp on this division, to just say, you know what, Chicago, you're waiting around for Cody Bellinger. You're waiting around to see what deals you can get for starting pitchers, we're we're gonna act right now. We're gonna we're gonna put our stamp on this division and we're gonna bolster this starting rotation and we're gonna add a legitimate one two Sonny Gray, Jordan Montgomery in our starting rotation. And now, now we're a legitimate World Series contender with those two guys that you can throw out in a playoff series. It might not be, it might not, you might not be able to match up with the Dodgers the way you want to, but you're probably never going to be able to that's about as good as you can get of a matchup in a playoff series with Sonny Gray Jordan Montgomery at the top of the rotation with the bullpen pieces you've added with that lineup I mean they're not going to do it but they should they should but this is the ver this is the 2024 version of the Cardinals they're not a big market team they probably they likely never will be at the top of the spending they're they're going to be in between 10 and 15 from here until DeWitt decides to sell the team, which is probably never going to happen because he's probably going to pass it on to his kid, to his kids. So I want to know what you think, though. I want to know what you think in the comments. Have the Cardinals done enough? Should they be the favorite to win the NL Central? Because I believe that they can. I believe that it's very possible, even if the Cubs sign a Cody Bellinger. Even if, because we're sitting here, I'm recording this on February 7th, The Cardinals report, the pitchers and catchers report in one week, one week from today, St. Louis Cardinals pitchers and catchers are going to report spring training. Time is running out for the Chicago Cubs to make some moves. The Cardinals have made their moves. I believe that they are now done. I know I've said that before. I do not think that they're going to add another starting pitcher. I think it's more likely, honestly, that they trade for one in, you know, Throughout the season, like if the season goes on and there's an injury, which could definitely happen with these older pitchers that we have, we know Steven Matz has struggled to stay healthy. If that happens, I think the Cardinals have left the door open for a possible trade if they are contending at the top of the division. I think that's very possible. I think that's more likely than them signing a Jordan Montgomery or another starting pitcher in free agency at this point. But the door is left open for that move to be made. With the, with the subsequent other moves that the Cardinals have made and the bullpen is no doubt better than it was with Kenyon Middleton added most recently. Andrew Kittrich, a very solid reliever added in a very savvy move, I think in a win now move in a in the, in this version of the Cardinals pushing their chips in because that's to be honest, as we wrap up here, that's what I've always criticized the Cardinals doing but may, not going after a Yamamoto, not going after a Jordan Montgomery. And I still think they should, just to, on the record. I think they, that they, that's another move they can make right now to say, nope, the NL Central is ours. This division is ours, Chicago. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? We're, we're going to spend the extra money this year to ensure that we are have the best chance of getting back to the postseason, of making making it to the playoffs, and not just making it to the playoffs, but making a serious run in the playoffs. Are we going to spend a little bit more money than we're comfortable to, especially with this television deal that's up in the air right now? Yes. But guess what? We have great fans. They they show up at the stadium every single year, three million plus. We've made money. Now we're going to risk a little money to get back to where we know we can get to. And, and George, signing Jordan Montgomery would would absolutely be the cherry on top of the Sunday. But the Cardinals, they've really done what they've needed to do to stay at the top of that conversation with the Chicago Cubs, because now, as we know, the Milwaukee Brewers are likely entering a rebuild. But again, I want to know what you think. Have the Cardinals done enough? Is this the 2024 version of going all in? Because I think it is. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a comment. Uh, subscribe to the the Believe in St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Leave a five-star review. Let me know what you think there. I will get back to those comments. And until next time, go Cardinals, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.